tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. Super reinvigorated for one of the most surfing. intimidating activities. <laughs> I would yeah, go. I surface. would want to go surfing. I, I've I've never been. I would love uh, to do that. I'd love. I'll dude. I'll I'll take you guys out if you want to go. Great. I feel like I would Let's not go. be very good at it. I tried boogie boarding once when I was you a kid. You have good balance. It was bad. It's my low center of gravity. I think it's an inner ear thing. It's your gigantic inner ears. Yeah. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper people. Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper people. Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and lactation consultant, Sean Roney. I'm Edwin James, Quality Assurance. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm sort of a master of distraction. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom received compliments left and right from my teachers on how I was always able to distract others in class. <laughs> Try to think, what were the first 13 colonies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> uh, every week we get together to talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, an episode recap, The Delivery, parts one and two. Mm. This week, uh, we're deciding to jump into the delivery. It's a pretty significant episode in that Jim and Pam uh, become parents, and that dynamic obviously carries out through the rest of the show. But yeah. I feel like the change from Jim and Pam to parents, as opposed to their romantic relationship, this shift is where that really kind of happens full stop. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a big episode for a yeah, lot of reasons. Exactly. It, it's it's all yeah. Like honestly, three of the four major relationships on the Office mm. are at a turning point in this episode. Be it. Aaron and Angela, Dwight, or sorry, uh, uh, Dwight and Angela, Aaron and Andy, and Jim and Pam. Michael and Helene. <laughs> Michael and Helene, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, the Delivery, season six, episode 17 and 18, double episode. Love a double ep. Directed, a directed by Seth Gordon and Harold Ramis, respectively. Written by Daniel Chun and Charlie Grandy, respectively, and aired on March 4th, 2020. Respectively. Oh, well, 2020. That's incorrect. <laughs> Shout out to the March 4th <laughs> marching band. Aired uh, 2010. Jesus. You March, want me to take that again? March. Tw- no, let's keep going. March 2010. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, boy, I, f- I graduated college two months later. Yeah. We were watching Crazy. these. We were watching these episodes in together. the moment. Yeah. Yeah. We were having this was still during the weekly weekly viewing parties that mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. a part of. Uh, it comes uh, It comes after The Manager and The Salesman and before St. Patrick's Day. Those are both very saber-oriented episodes. I was, yeah. And there's almost no mention of saber in this. I was really struck in this. Like, I, I pitched the topic for this week, right? And I think uh, I was struck in rewatching these episodes how sort of mundane and in the flow of everyday office life they felt. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one quick allusion to Saber, which is when... Um, selling printers? Oh, s- selling printers, yes. Yeah, but I was yeah. thinking of when um, Pam wants distractions while right. she's trying to wait out her right. contractions. Yep. And, uh, yep. and uh, Michael Contraction says... Contraction distractions. Yeah. yeah. Michael Contraptions. says... Contraptions. No, you can't tell us what to do. You're not co-manager anymore. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He that's alludes right. to that. And it's Be- funny to see Michael kind of celebrate his power again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That is the one kind of nod to what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the salesman and the manager. Um, uh, they're, of course, both co-managers. And Joe Bennett shows up and, and says, no, only one. Can mm-hmm. do. There's no office work that happens in this episode. It's just right. No, them the, eating and, and having discussions. The only <laughs> yes, time the only, of, and the only other time which I already shouted out was the part when uh, G- Jim is like, you're right. I won't. 
I won't worry about you paying what matters. I'll get back to what really matters, selling printers. Right, right. The, yeah, but the other, other than that, this is focused com- completely on the lives it could, yeah. of Jim and Pam, pretty much. It could have almost existed anywhere yeah. in the show. Um, this is kind of a dead, this weird little kind of dead spot of episodes of... And when I say dead spot, I mean like with with even St. Patrick's Day and a f- few episodes before this is the banker. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of episodes that are kind of just little kind of self-contained ones that mm, don't really yeah. feed into the larger plot that much. But it sort of has to be this way because in this episode has so much to do with the progression of so many characters in the show. And not just Jim and Pam. I'm sure we'll get into this, but this this has to do with a lot of other people. You, lo- you find that oftentimes when the show's plot dynamics are quieter, mm-hmm. the character relationships can develop a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. When um, big things are happening uh, in the office park, uh, sometimes the char- individual characters and their relationships don't get the same kind of development. Think about right. the Michael Scott Paper Company, mm-hmm. which is kind of at a mirror point in season five where so much is happening with these characters. And granted, uh, there are moments where Pam and Michael are kind of growing in their own ways in this new environment, but it's less a focus on their relationships, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I've heard Mindy Kaling talk about this too as far as uh, what what you see with certain orders of what you might say are big budget episodes with smaller budget ones. Mm-hmm. She was talking about, she was tasked with writing the injury, which comes right after booze cruise in season two. And it was mm-hmm. like, they spent so much budget and time and energy on booze cruise mm-hmm. and so much important stuff happens. They're like, okay, so we have to follow that with an episode. That's just very self-contained in the office. Not a lot can happen. And it's like, yeah, most of that episode is Michael sitting in the, like laying laid up in the office complaining about his burn foot. Right. Right. You know, um, also, at this point in the show, the ensemble is pretty much baked. You know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. a lot of the even Gabe is joined at this point, right? Yep. So there is uh, there is an element of the full ensemble kind of working together in a way that you see in season six and the earlier seasons as well. But like this ensemble feels really complete at this point, and it doesn't really change again until what season eight, with like Nelly yeah. comes in, yep. uh, and Michael and leaves, Michael Scott, and Rob, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think uh, the show seems to be having fun with all the characters together. Mm-hmm. The cold open for this episode, Pam and Jim, I mean, Pam, of course, is pregnant, uh, and Dwight catches them mentioning to uh, their clients that they're that they're about to have a baby and therefore getting more sales out of it. Um, and Dwight and Pam tells Dwight, uh, it's okay to talk about your life. People like it. Um, and uh, so Dwight starts talking about how Moe's has this horrible goat fungus. And the, the doctor's doc- never seen it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. The doctor's never seen a beard so quickly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but of course, that I would have loved. Work. Just, I would have loved just a quick shot of whatever that was. Yeah, right. Moe's already has a beard. <laughs> That's yeah, he's right. got the Lincoln beard, <laughs> yeah. like just on the chin. But uh, of course, that doesn't work. So Dwight realizes that he needs a baby. He'll never outsell Jim and Pam without one. Also, he's been noticing a gaping hole in his life. Sometimes he wakes yeah. up cradling a gourd. <laughs> I did notice his shirt seemed to be an even more intense shade of mustard. It was almost pumpkin. <laughs> mm-hmm. The uh, so fitting mm. that he alludes to gourds. Yeah, this <laughs> kind this, of a butternut tone. This sets up. Uh, I think the hardest time I laughed rewatching these two episodes, the moment when he is standing at the vending machine next to Angela, and it's very quiet for a second, and he's just, "Bear my child." And he just opens it's with like, that phrase. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just incredible. The times, speaking of kind yeah. of repeat jokes and stuff, the any time Dwight is having a secret conversation with Angela and they're so not looking funny. at each other, they've they, at this point it's like fine season but no six cookie. They've dated. Yeah, fine. it's a real throwback. Everyone yeah, knows that season three been, era. Yeah, everyone knows about them, but they still have this need to talk in secret. It. It's so funny. If you agree, say nothing. If you disagree, say anything. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Very well. Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the A storyline for this episode, of course. Pam is going to give birth, but is too afraid to go to the hospital. They say that they can wait until midnight and they'll save a bunch of money on their insurance, but. No, they'll get an extra night. Get an extra night. Yeah. And their stupid HMO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But of course, it's kind of revealed that Pam is, is afraid to go. Uh, and uh, and then later in the second part of the episode, uh, she's having problems breastfeeding her new baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I go, should I go over all of them? Uh, B storyline. Did I start? <laughs> Do we want to let's talk? About, let's talk about Pam's little yeah, arc within this. these two episodes. Yeah. So Pam, yeah, I'm definitely sorry, uh, is trying to last um, until midnight. Uh, I love when Aaron says spooky, but why? 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 and Andy chimes in. What another great line of this episode. Mm-hmm. Andy chimes in, of course, saying, uh, agreeing that they should wait until the next day because of Butt Mud Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> you will have the same birthday, birthday as Butt Mud Brooks. My old roommate. <laughs> and Pam goes, did you hear that? Butt Mud Brooks. <laughs> it's funny. We had a couple people ask us if uh, via social or whatever that if Butt Mud Brooks was a member of Here Comes Treble. <laughs> and it's funny how those things can get confused. Yeah. He certainly sounds like he could be a member of uh, Butt Mud Brooks. Butt or, uh, Mud Brooks. <laughs> of Is Here he? Comes Treble. No, he's not. Well, oh, he's, wow. And it's funny because he even sings it like a... Yeah, like they right. would have perhaps his acapella group <laughs> sang it. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, Pam, P- Pam's wrestling with some some intense things here. I mean, yeah. obviously, ha- being this pregnant in front of the whole office, as she initially says when she first gets pregnant, she wanted to hide it for obvious reasons. And this sort of happens again in this one. People are very invasive of her pregnancy, <laughs> which she welcomes. Which, which, yeah. And, but it's this is such a funny storyline because she's almost glad to have the rest of the office on her side wanting to help her out and there's right. sort of everyone against jim is yeah, an element what, what, for for a good chunk of this of the first of part one at least i mean this was kind of i get uh, you know this was a criticism of this episode when it first aired uh, that it's almost unbelievable how much the office supports pam in not going to the hospital what mm-hmm. how did you how do you feel about it I mean, uh, just kind of tag off of Alex's point. This was such an intensely personal episode in a weird way. Yeah, it uh, is. And to have all of that uh, kind of play out in front of everyone was kind of strange, especially yeah. considering how much Jim and Pam like to fly under the radar. Yeah. Right? If you think one season ahead of the PDA episode, when Gabe says you wouldn't even know they're dating, right? Right. They do such a job of hiding it, right? For yeah. one reason or another. Um, it was very strange to see it kind of play out in the open. Well, you know, it makes me think of like, uh, how you know before this episode um, after Niagara Michael starts dating Pam's mom mm-hmm. and that becomes a very public issue yeah um, and Pam's actually the one who spills the beans about that in front of everyone so this is sort of the beginning of the pattern of like getting everyone involved in I, I mean Pam makes a quote later I think in the episode where she's like you know that I feel like we should all be intensely involved in each other's lives right do you remember <laughs> when she does that mm-hmm. um, but I know that's not the exact quote, but uh, I'm reminded also of the line later. He's like, since when is this an office where we get involved in everyone else's business? <laughs> when they're, I think they're talking about, uh, I think it might be at the end of the season when he's dating Donna. Yeah, I think um, so too. But yeah, t- uh, to your point, it is a little weird or it's a little strange to see the office uh, so invested. I mean, the other piece of this is, of course, that Pam is pregnant and that is something that they've all been dealing with in their, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in their day-to-day work time. The, uh, there's a deleted scene from this moment where... Uh, Pam says, it's not baby time. And Stanley says, it is baby Ruth time. Then he gets up and, oh, goes oh my and he's like, pregnant coworkers. It's something like pregnant coworkers. Like they think the world stops for that or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it is baby Ruth time. You think I don't need to know the fastest way to the hospital? <laughs> he's rubbing his feet. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley's got some good moments in this one too. Oh yeah. His, his lone hand raise on who wants to live in a world where Stanley has two lovers. You don't have any. <laughs> Stanley raises his hand. We do get kind of a unique look into Pam's psyche just in that how much she has to uh, kind of she seems like she's the calm one, right? She's pushing off Jim. She's eating with Kevin. She's enduring these distractions. There's that just kind of get through the day. That's that part where Jim's in the car and she's like, I am fine. Everything is fine. And you totally believe her in that moment. And then later, as Jim is kind of pushing her and they realize that so much time has passed, her contractions are only two minutes apart, uh, that Pam does sort of flip. And she says, like, I, I, I'm not going. I'm not going. OK. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can do this. So, yeah, it is interesting how it flips. And it, yeah. Um, and in that moment, which I think is it's one of the sweeter moments on The Office when <laughs> when when Jim is talking to her and he he takes that role of like, you're going to be fine. You know, we're going to have a little girl. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just looking directly at each other. And on either side of Jim is Michael also yeah. reaching his hand onto Pam's <laughs> belly. And then Kevin also reaching his hand. And the fact that they're still just looking at each other, tuning Michael and Kevin, probably the worst two guys yeah, you want know. on either side <laughs> of you in this moment. Um, it's, it's such a potent moment for Jim and Pam. And the way that they, 
the care in, in their eyes when they're looking for each other. That's it. <laughs> while, Mike, while Michael's just like right behind Jim. It's this, so funny. This is definitely one of my favorite scenes of the episode. And I think that's a perfect point that it's such an intimate, real moment in the show mm-hmm. and also just so classic. ridiculously silly. It's so classic there of is- Michael wanting to like literally reaching into their business yeah. <laughs> and talking about how they're going to have a baby. Yeah. There, there are lines where Michael is just mirroring Jim. There's a line from Jim. Hey, are you kidding me? Michael, are you kidding? Jim, if anyone can do this, you can do this. Michael, you can do this. You can do this. Jim, Pam, I'm scared. I'm real scared. Michael, I'm scared too. Kevin, I'm petrified. Oh my God. <laughs> they're just, they just echoing them. They just keep hacking through the weeds, yeah. Jim and Pam. It's, there's a, it's really cool. There's also a great um, blooper uh, of this scene where <laughs> like, Michael is telling Jim he's got to get it together. They just keep. You gotta get it together right now. <laughs> he holds him real close yeah. by the shoulders they and gets both, right into his face. They both just they keep can't, they can't, they it. can't handle it. It's so good. Uh, I'm reminded of a line in the Michael Scott Paper Company arc when Pam is kind of uh, consoling or calming down Michael when Michael is kind of freaking out in his condo complex. You know, we need a client list and we need an office space. We need all these things. And Pam says something to the effect of, uh, you know, in two situ- in, in an extreme situation, when one person is freaking out, it kind of calms the other person down. Yep. And we get to see it flip here, where Michael and uh, Jim are calm when Pam sort of flips out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. I do love the Kevin and Pam dynamic that is also established. Yes, yes. I love uh, that. That's something I wish they'd explore a little more. Or at least the Kevin the Gourmand, I think. There's such a core bond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have ratatouille from ratatouille. We have that. tandoori chicken from, uh, what is it? Something to brothels. You're killing Alex's trivia yeah. right now. Just and let then, that one go. I we'll mean, come he, back to that. He cooked his way <laughs> through the Twilight it. cookbook. Don't Edgar, look it up. Don't, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Don't look it up. Edgar's cornflake chicken. Yeah. Edwards. I swear to God. Um, <sighs> oh, he's going to make uh, a prawn like that district, a cake like that district nine prawn thing. <laughs> why? <laughs> did, why? You could have just let it go. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't have that many trivia questions. All right. Well, here we go. Someone is getting a little bit frazzled, okay? We know how much you don't like to use that word. (laughs) That's one where where Jim leaves and they all react. Oh, he's a little frazzled. He's frazzled. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh, you've talked about this before, Edwin, like the, the times where the whole, office kind of they pile on Jim you realize like yeah. oh no one buys Jim and Pam's crap sometimes like they, yeah. they're not they're like oh who wants this happy young couple in the office well we don't need them yeah and that kind of rears its head a few times in this episode so, very but then much. Couple- I think they relish a moment to kind of give Jim a hard time when they see Jim kind of in the back just making a lot of little you know oh a little comment right, right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> comment yeah yeah, yeah. They, they, they kind of relish that opportunity to kind of get one back or to see him um flip Take, out in the way that maybe right. he's they, he causes Dwight to right yeah it's like, oh, Jim's taking something really seriously. Let's make fun of him for it, just mm-hmm. like he does whenever I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's going on throughout this whole episode. Well, uh, finally, uh, they do get Pam in the car. There's a great uh, sort of almost chase scene off to the hospital with Dwight uh, impersonating a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> the the police who pulls him over, you can hear yeah. as he's saying, and he's like, "Pull over!" It's like you can't impersonate, you can't impersonate yeah. police. Don't make this hard, Dwight. Yep. And he's, he's like throwing police. weapons out of the window as he's <laughs> clearly he's done this many times. Like, yes. Yeah. How many times the police know his car? They're mm-hmm. just like, "Oh God, it's Dwight." As an he extension of Dwight's escort service. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. He's made lots of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael is texting while he's driving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, they make it to the hospital, and uh, Pam has the baby. Um, it, it, I think Jim says it's been 16 hours or something like that. 19. They, 19 hours when they finally uh, call him in. Um, and uh, and then the issue for this episode become, with Jim and Pam kind of becomes... The, now we're into part two. Yeah, yes. we're into part two, uh, where you know uh, Pam's having difficulty breastfeeding. Right. Um, this uh, is a new sort of territory for the show in that Jim and Pam now have their baby, right? CC right. is born, and they're dealing with the struggles of being new parents. Um, and I think one thing that I wish that they had kind of gotten into a little more is they're both so tired. They're, they're supposed to be both really tired. Yeah. Yes. Um, and again, I, I'm quoting the deleted scenes, but there's a, there's a moment where um, Jim is holding the baby, and he's like, what a crazy ride it took to get here. And Pam says, fuck you. And they bleep it out to, uh, to Jim. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and then it goes on like that, where Pam is 
truly just exhausted in that yeah, scene. And, yeah. and she says to Jim, you need to stop talking now. Yeah. <laughs> they do they do address it a little bit when Helene comes in with the coffee. Yeah. A uh, great moment, too, when Pam's like, oh, my God, I haven't had caffeine in nine months. And Jim gives Jim the camera like, such <laughs> yeah. a, like, mm, sure. Right. But That's yeah. a great nonverbal look at Pam's expense. And Pam has to say that. a funny little flip. Pam has to say it because her mom's right there. Mm-hmm. And Jim's like, no, she's been drinking a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Lately, especially as I watch episodes to prep for the show, uh, I watch with subtitles on. And, uh, oh, always, always. There's a, there's a moment where Jim is out there and he says, you know, I've sent out for ice chips. I sort of passed out a little bit. And then the wait or the waitress, wow, the uh, nurse comes out and says, uh, "Daddy, she's about ready to push." Yeah. And then you can see it, it's off screen, so like we don't we're not in the delivery room, obviously. But the lines are. Uh, <laughs> Alex like, and I were just talking about yeah. this before you got here. Yeah. He's like, "All right, time to push." She goes, "No, not yet." It was okay. Don't push, pull. They're yeah. like, uh, "Why don't you go get some more ice chips?" <laughs> yeah, it's just like, get out of here, dude. We're done. Yeah, I right mean, when Michael comes around with the balloons and says, "Where's my niblet?" Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, family only, and he just barges through. Yeah, it's like when he parks the car at the end of the first part, and he goes, yeah. "It's okay, Dunder Mifflin." Yeah, yeah. In the ambulance parking lot, as if yeah. the, as if the people with the hospital are going to be like, "All right, Dunder oh, cool. Mifflin, okay, yeah." Sir, you can't park here, and then he just throws the keys. Mm-hmm. I just did. <laughs> it's like what? That baby's gonna have a lot of hair. Yeah, that felt like a cold open joke. That like that joke was the end of a cold open. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I noticed was Jim's diapering montage. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the doll, the football, oh, yeah. and then Angela's cat. I thought yeah. that was pretty funny the way they filmed it with Angela in the doorway. Uh, yeah. Also, one thing I noticed is when Jim is diapering, I think it's the doll. He turns and he hits a timer, but he actually is starting the timer, not stopping the timer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Funny little detail. Yeah. Really quick on the on the Michael parking the car and throwing the keys. Mm-hmm. Just making notes while I watch this. I wrote this as like what I call a Michael movie moment, which Michael oh, does throughout the series. He thinks he's in a movie. Well, he just does things he's seen in a movie. Definitely. And he does it. He's like, and oh, it- that's if you just do it, it'll work like it does in the movie. So the, obviously he throws the keys. I just did like these big dramatic yeah. moves. Also, the Titanic thing on the booze cruise when he jumps on the oh, train yeah. and money mm-hmm. uh, when he throws the Frisbee on the campus. And my favorite one uh, when he goes to New York and he looks out the blinds and says, ah, the city. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> these little moments. Stress relief. Yeah. yeah. I think there's probably the, another dozen. Oh, you yeah. List, for so sure. if you guys now think of any. Like, Michael's entire speech in, in the business school episode. <laughs> yeah. Or in the lecture circuit episode. <laughs> Anytime you give him like yeah. a runway for public speaking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about in Dwight's speech when he's doing the police academy guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that's 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 hysterical. <laughs> there's so many. And it's not even when he's doing something from a movie, but just like a movie move. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what else? How does Jim get the car later? He threw the keys and then they towed it away. It's a great unanswerable question. It's kind of like a throwaway, like Jim being like, oh, it was really hard to find the car, but it's like, and there were five tickets. All he said is five tickets. Yeah, that's that's right. That's what it is. You didn't get five tickets. That car was towed immediately. Yeah. Because the keys are gone. Yeah. Mm And I don't know. Yeah, that was that's a Anyways. little bit of a plot yeah. hole. To bring it back to uh, Pam, you know how last week we were in the Phyllis episode, we were talking about accents mm-hmm. and uh, the, the cadence of the timber. Yeah, mm-hmm. she says, we can go back and get us back at the house. Yeah. The way that she slips into that in, in what is a stressful moment, I think, was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I don't that's know if right. that was a choice, uh, an acting choice, but it definitely, you know, if you're looking for it, you can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too, with Jim and Pam becoming parents, uh, that moment that you're talking about with the caffeine, mm-hmm. it's Jim and Pam maybe not being on the same page on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when, uh, I'm thinking of when, um, Pam says, oh, uh, she can socialize with the other babies. Oh, that's And Jim laughs and he's, oh yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Also with the, also Jim keeps wanting her to do the, the move, of, yeah. the move, Jim's move where she's yeah. sort of. Pumps it out, or she like yeah, presses yeah. shoulders You're together, pushing the milk out. Right? How would one do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I love that it was it was such an offensive question that she receded to the third person. Yeah. How would one do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously, of course, we get um, the other baby brought in. Right, the other couple. I right. told this to Sean before we started, mm-hmm. but great trivia team name: the Wrong Babies. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, that actress is Melissa Rouse. She's um, Bernadette in The Big Bang Theory. She's a pretty major role. Oh, in that okay. Show. Yeah. Aww. Dale and Kathy. Yeah. Aww. There's a lot of funny moments between Jim and Pam. It's also kind of like it's a little like they're not on the same page so much in this two part episode. Like, I mean, the whole first part, them not agreeing on what time to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. um, and then of course like all these other issues that we just talked about, but. 
Um, it makes me think they probably cut that scene that you're talking, like those couple of scenes where like there's just even more of a disconnect or they're being a little like too cold to each other that mm-hmm. maybe those didn't really land as funny as they wanted them to and just kind of added to like the amount that they're like the distance that seems to be happening between them sometimes. Yeah, in a lot of the other Jim Pam episodes or where there is a lot of Jim Pam sort of drama, I guess, uh, they go far apart and then they end up dovetailing back together. You gotta bring it back. I'm thinking of uh, the episode where they're just a little bit off. It's the baby shower episode in season five where Pam is at art school Mm -hmm. and they keep leaving each other voicemails and then it turns out, you know, they were on the same page all along. Or in... um, Shoot, it's an episode in season two where Jim has to go to the back. He has to work in the annex. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And oh yeah. And same thing. Uh, at the end of the day, it turns out that uh, Pam has been leaving him voicemails all day. Right. Mm-hmm. What's that word we came up with? When you have a rock in your shoe, I have a rock in my or I have a thing in my shoe. You know, uh, little moments like that so in this episode we don't necessarily get that um, in the same way that we're used to sure. we get it at the end when she's breastfeeding successfully we get treated yeah, to yeah, these we get treated to these yeah. really sweet moments I mean the very last scene when they're waiting for the car and, and the baby finally latches on mm-hmm. of course we get when they're at the office and Michael and Kevin are reaching over so I mean I, I have I, n- neither of us have been through the process of, of having a baby but I feel like it's probably the roller coaster of like craziness of like you each you're trying to agree on everything but one of you thinks it should go this way and then but interspersed with these moments of of union that are really really beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. when they come back together in this in this episode it's a family moment Mm -hmm. they come back like as the as the three Mm -hmm. of them which is very unique and very new i'm also thinking of when they're struggling to swaddle cc oh yeah hold her arm down she's too strong The B storyline of this episode, I would say, is uh, Dwight and Angela form their sex contract to make a baby. Mm -hmm. Parenting contract. I mean, hilarity ensues for for multiple episodes after that because of this. They're Um, each other's notary. They're each other's notary. I love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, and then, of course, uh, in the second part, uh, Dwight begins remodeling um, Jim and Pam's kitchen (laughs) because he finds black mold in the cabinets. Uh, a pretty it, ridiculous side pop, plot for Dwight, but they did give him a reason to be sidelined in this episode, which I think was kind of important because it clears space for the yes. Andy, Kevin, Aaron, Michael yes. thing right. that also goes on in this episode. Right. And also Dwight doesn't really have a reason to be at the hospital. And, and no. Dwight demands a lot of gravity. Yeah, whenever, whenever he's, he's in the room. It's yeah. a really good point. And it gives him a reason to sort of bump into Isabel and kind yes. of rethink yeah. like the whole thing with Angela. Because at the end, and he kind of sighs and he's like, Oh boy, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. And sort of seems the whole reason that he's at the house was to run into Isabel, who's mm. bringing mac and cheese, the same thing that Kevin and Pam are eating. Oh, do you think he was trying to run into Isabel by being at the house? I don't think so. No. Oh, oh okay. okay. I, thought I, was, that, I thought that's what you were alluding to. No, no, no. To. I just mean the writers. Like, it's a reason for oh, yeah, why yeah. he would why see he Isabel would throughout yeah. this whole thing. I think it's thing. really interesting that Isabel doesn't, uh, and maybe this is territory we covered in our Dwight episode, but uh, all the more reason why Dwight is always worthy of, you know, more focus, right? But uh, I'm interested in the fact that Isabel only appears really in season six. I don't think she appears later on in the show. Uh, Is that true? She appears in Happy Hour. Uh Uh-huh. Right? But does she appear again? Niagara. That's in season six. That's before. Delivery. I I can't think of any other times. Yeah. Um, Hmm. But uh, anyway, because that that becomes the sort of distraction for Dwight and Angela. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the... He has to kind of consider each of them, right? And it, it just throws a wrench into what... It should what be a clean it? reunion for Dwight. And you know, that's pretty funny because I don't actually ever think about it in that moment. Like when you're actually watching that scene between Jim and uh, sorry, between Dwight and Isabel, I never think about the fact that we just saw him form the sex contract with Angela. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a formality with, with the way they drop the contract that I really love. Okay. It's very true to them. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. When Dwight is sitting, <laughs> Dwight is sitting at like a typewriter. Yes. In their yes. old spot, hammering out the like word by word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they have to argue, you know, about little things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot the, of, a lot of analog things happening, like the stamps. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah the, the, the naming. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. there's a moment too, when yeah. <laughs> they ask for two forms of ID mm-hmm. and like Angela and you- hands over the idea. And right as Dwight holds it up, she stops what she's doing and gives a little like straight on look to Dwight so she can verify the picture on the ID. Oh yeah. It's so really right. funny oh little gosh, physical that's comedy hysterical. bit. There's yeah. also a line from uh, Dwight where he says, uh, you know, he's sitting at Jim and Pam's house and Angela calls and they're talking about the contract and he says, uh, is there anything left to do? And he says, just the, uh, 
Dot the I's, the G's, and the umlauts. And then he says, uh, so why don't you come over here at precisely mid-late afternoon? <laughs> yep. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Rolf, who's at the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Helping <laughs> helping out Dwight. And we couldn't figure out the third person. It was Alex a woman. Alex and I were trying to oh, figure to look it out. Again. It's a tall person with like blonde hair and a ponytail. But um, I loved Alex's idea that it's... Uh, that it's Meredith's son. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> but a little too early for that. But, but it, uh, I was like, who could that be? Because yeah. you don't really see the face ever. But mm-hmm. we do know Rolf is there. Also, pretty ineffective sledgehammering by Dwight when you rewatch that scene. Oh, and Rolf, too. Yeah. They're, oh. He's tapping on. The, he's going like. Right. Yeah. Rolf is like hammering down on to a like drawer. an open drawer or it's something. very weird. <laughs> that. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. <laughs> There's but a lot of hopping back around. It's like kind of an amazing gift to give Jim and Pam, but also the worst time to well, give that gift. it's not finished when they get back. I know. <laughs> so, Just a couple of days. I'll be out of your hair. Yeah, that's like, what right. What do you guys need? Sleep and quiet for the baby. And it's like, he's going to have a Salzol, like mm-hmm. ripping through cabinets. Uh, yeah, that... Uh, it's funny the way they play with the dynamic of Dwight being in Jim and Pam's house. You feel like they would have done a little more with it. Right? Yeah. Well, they set he it up. sleeps naked in their bed. When, when Dwight gets pulled over and then gets the call about, hey, can you go get the iPod from our house? Don't and touch says, anything goes, else. <laughs> and Pam t- goes to tell him where it is. And he goes, ah, la, 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 yeah. I don't need a key. <laughs> and you, that thinks you're going to set up a scene where Dwight is like unlocking or he has a lock pick or he's figuring yeah. a way in. And he just smashes through the front window on the their reverse, house. A reverse elbow, yeah. Like, yes. It's not even nuanced at all. I was no. like, what the hell? Like, I thought Dwight He's would have some crazy so way. much damage. Or, uh, Dwight has a skeleton key, like an old antique skeleton mm-hmm. key that works for some reason. Mm-hmm. But no, he just straight up breaks and enters. The sleeping uh, <laughs> bottomless in their bed was pretty funny. Yes, yes. it was. Uh, I also, also made a note to ask Jim where he got his marvelous sheets. <laughs> uh, I just feel like there could have been something Dwight could have done to prank Jim and Jim a little bit. Yeah. Little they might have done. I also think they could have, they could have yeah, had Dwight sneak into the house a little more subtly than breaking an entire front window. He, yes. he commits several years in jail worth of crime by impersonating a police officer and then also breaking, breaking into entering. a home. Like, yeah. That's very true. Dwight should be locked Destruction away of property. for a while after this one. <laughs> yeah. He breaks in and destroys their kitchen. He would put the device together to find himself in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, makes several efforts to, to help Jim and Pam in this and yet uh, does nothing but stall their trip to the mm-hmm. hospital and then destroy their home. Mm-hmm. The part where he's like, oh, Michael, that's where I saw this deer. Right. Like, he over stops the as they're leaving the parking well, that's, lot. That's kind of a weird joke. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's yeah. so it's so blatantly a out of character thing right. for Dwight in that moment. Dwight would be like... Even Michael is like, oh. <laughs> yeah. In that moment, Dwight, I feel like Dwight's character would not do that. He would be like siren on right away let's go yeah a similar in character moment for dwight is when michael says dwight you need to go back to the to, and get pam's ipod we need it yesterday well, why didn't yeah. you tell me yesterday i kept iming you how bored i was <laughs> that's so good i love to imagine michael and dwight's im conversations yeah right <laughs> that's right i know anything else on, on dwight and angela in this one i know this this is sort of them reconnecting and kind of the start of the new phase of their relationship that ends of course you know, with them getting married, but uh, yeah, is this the f- is this the first time that Dwight, like, I he just wants to have a child, right? F- mainly for the purpose of just wanting sales. Yes, and he, he has the huge hole in he his. He tells heart. Angela that he wants to have a child for business purposes. For business purposes, uh, <laughs> but it's like he he still seems to be avoiding Angela for quite a while after this one. Because at some right. point he tries to get the contract null and void, you know right, they, right. they start doing the punch card thing and they re they sort of relitigate this whole contract that yeah, comes up yeah. later. Um, do you think this is in character for Dwight to do this? To do the love contract? Yeah, I think so. I think he's clearly conflicted when he meets Isabel again, and it yeah. kind of throws a wrench in what he's kind of been planning or what he's been kind of conceiving. Uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. There uh, and I think. Later on, right, we think about when Angela meets the senator in the, I think it's Wolf.com, the mm-hmm. Hay Place episode, or no? Yeah, uh, yeah. Wherever they have Hay Place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. a place for hay. Right. Uh, there's a, that's when she meets the senator, and shortly after that, the contract Hello. is voided. Welcome to Hay Place, <laughs> a place for hay. <laughs> I, I, it just, I feel like in that moment, because like, I, I guess they can't really introduce Isabel as a major character at this point, mm-hmm. but it's so clear that like Dwight has considered the biological implications of a child. And when he's like right. talking to Isabel initially, right. the blood type, 
you know, the her size, like the things right, that right. Dwight likes thing likes about the opposite sex. It just seems like he wouldn't do that with Angela. Yeah. If he just wanted a kid. Well, but it's, it's his way back to maybe reconnect with I mean, Angela. That, and then he's like, but he's like not into it at the end of the episode. So it just struck it seems me as a like little his, odd. It seems like his only option at the time. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, maybe he should have waited. See storyline. Uh, Michael tries to matchmake and set up Aaron and Kevin together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, along that sort of. There is. I'm so sorry. Yeah. There is a line in the deleted scene where Dwight talks about his reasoning. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, okay. We can listen to it if you want. Oh, what does it say? Um, I'd have to play it for you. <laughs> uh, just play it because I can. I'll drop it in. Unlike all those. There's also a line from Angela explaining her yes. reason. Uh, <laughs> I have chosen Angela Martin's uterus for my offspring. She is of age and is capable of achieving the proper viscosity levels needed to induce insemination. <laughs> also, we work together, so there's the whole convenience factor. Like most couples. That's all I said. That's oh, amazing. God. Gross. That's, all right. Well, okay. Fair enough. Because there's similarly and answered. There's a line from Angela where she talks about why she thinks it's okay for her to have a child out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, exactly. It goes the other way as well. Sure. It kind of mm. seems to fly in the face of Angela's morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say too. Back to the C storyline, Sean. Uh, that it is. It is Michael matchmaking, but it's also sort of Andy trying to ask right. Aaron out. Leads the real to... storyline because he's hiding behind the plants all episode. Watching Aaron get matched with Kevin. That's right. <laughs> Several times he gets caught behind plants. And, yeah, there, uh, there's kind of a lead up where Andy, uh, everyone, it's like, raise your hand if you're single. And Andy says, Torn Scrotum, still on the mend. Right. <laughs> and when, when Michael's going to start matchmaking. And uh, that whole dynamic with Aaron and Kevin and Michael is kind of what gives Andy kind of the, the impetus to, to ask her out or like the, it finally is the thing that allows him to ask her out mm-hmm. with the whole facts thing. So yes, uh, is the three of them or the Andy, well, Aaron, Kevin and Michael kind of playing out this fake matchmaker scenario and Andy watching from behind foliage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of happens in the background of all this. When mm-hmm. do I'm just trying to think when do Aaron and Andy first, like when is the spark or when do we first know that they're into each other? Well, they're first, he's first into her when she shows up. Um, because Dwight and her, uh, Dwight and him compete for her. Trying to avoid another whole Angela situation. Right. Right. But there's also murder. Um, there are a few moments. kind of where he really talks about wanting to ask her out. Or in Secretary's Day when, you know, Andy and Aaron are... They're dating. Andy is doing all this for Aaron. But that's after this. They're that's dating after this by Secretary's that. Day. Yeah. Secretary's Day is after. He also oh, you're gets, right. This is, is uh, yeah, a few episodes later. He yeah. gets her for Christmas. Secret, for Secret Santa. Santa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, all right. But yeah. The only so, reason I asked is because there's a moment in this one when uh, during the uh, contraction distraction meeting and <laughs> Andy does the evolution to dance dance. Right. And it shows a shot of Aaron and she's just kind of checking Andy out when he starts yeah. to kind oh of my gosh. And oh I was my. like, I was like, Oh, is this the first time that Aaron looks at Andy that way? Ah. And it kind of seems like it is, but she does. Not. She does think that he's actually asking her out in murder and oh, she yeah. wanted right. to right. go on a date, right. but she, but they kind of miscommunicate. And That's during right. uh, the Niagara episode, she offers her shawl. Because in case the wood is too tough on Andy's damaged penis. Torrance <laughs> <laughs> scrotum still on the mend. Uh, 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 I do love the way that Michael comes in with the sort of bluster where he explains Jim and Pam's sort of romantic story. Mm-hmm. Like, there she sat. Her name was Pam. She was engaged to an animal. And there he sat. His name was Jim. He was a tall, gawky salesman. And then he calls their odds of getting together insurmountable. It's one of the right. all-time great Michael words. Yes. That's a good one. Incalculable. <laughs> and then it, Kevin's getting a lot of work in these two episodes too. I mean, he does, not, not only is he a part, is he matched with Aaron and everything that happens with that, but of course, all the eating with Pam. Yes, uh, Ultra which, Feast, Ultra Feast, which leads to uh, this exchange. Which this is my cut for the drop at the top of the show. You want to eat cat food with Kevin and not go to the hospital? That's <laughs> fancy feast. Ultra feast is something they made up so they can pay out together in the name of ceremony. <laughs> what is October feast? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. So that's a, cat food. That's such a great example of Oscar's utility. He only has like a couple lines of the whole sh- the know. whole thing. He has yeah. that, and then he has the other one where he says, "The hospital lab dictionaries bring a thesaurus." <laughs> right. At, yeah, at some point, Oscar we'll do an getting o- a little prank in. At some point, we'll we'll do an Oscar episode. But that's oh, yeah. that's so an encapsulation of Oscar's role in this show. 
Oh, yeah. It reminds me a lot. When I was watching this. I was thinking about how Jim and Pam are at the hospital and it's just Michael and the rest of the and the rest of the uh, staff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when Jim and Pam are on their honeymoon, Oscar is talking about how the coalition for reason is very thin. Yes. Right. Yeah. Toby has checked out since June. You know? yeah, right. So <laughs> similarly in this episode, it's the same sort of thing where there's no one to check Michael's impulses. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way that he sets Aaron up with Kevin is so funny. So funny. She pulls, uh, she pulls him in. She pulls in uh, Aaron, or excuse me, Michael asks Aaron to come into his office, and he says, "How would you feel if I told you I was going to change your life?" And she says, "Oh boy!" Yeah. And the look of pure excitement on her face. Yeah. And then it's just Kevin mumbling from behind the doorway. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> oh, say nothing. You are going to love me, right? Yeah. And then he makes up that thing about Kevin having an elephant's heart. That's right. <laughs> he was 17. Yeah. He's like, I made that up. And he's like, his heart, his heart is enlarged, though, probably. <laughs> and it won't kill Aaron to have lunch with him in the break. <sighs> bad. Yeah. Bad look for Michael, though, at the mm-hmm. end. I mean, the whole thing with he's really Kevin brutal. and Aaron. He's so mean to both of them. And mm-hmm. so and mean one moment of just like, oh, my Kevin, God, how could <laughs> you like, think? Yeah, this is excruciating. Kevin, could you, did you really think you could have dated Aaron? Yeah. Oh my God. He goes on in that whole thing. And then he turns yeah. to Aaron and he goes, nice going. Yeah. Oh my God. Gosh. And Kevin's like, I've done better than Aaron. Like, Lynn was way hotter. And my, it's just a <laughs> oh horrible God. conversation. So bad. You and dated them, Holly and Jan, and they were so much hotter than you. Like, as hot. And that's debatable. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a great Michael episode overall. There I mean, is, yeah. There's yeah. so it's many all great over moments. The place. I mean, I love uh, contraptions. She's contrapting. Mm-hmm. And there's then, an deleted uh, scene moment where he does that and he says, shall I scrub up? Shall they're I all like, nope, nope, nope. I also love uh, when uh, when they're finally deciding to go to the hospital. He's like, he's like, I'll bring the car around. I uh, And I filled it up. Diesel wanted to save <laughs> some money. I am a licensed Class C driver in the state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I also love his balloon assortment when he first goes yeah. to the hospital. Oh, yeah. It's such a big assortment of balloons. Yeah. It's like a lot. They're barely getting through the doorway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he uh, he likes the cigar in the hospital. Right. Says you can't smoke anywhere tree. these days. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then seeing Helene <laughs> at the in the in the hospital room, she like as Helene's le- like they have a couple awkward moments, but as Helene's leaving, she's like says I love you to Pam. <laughs> and then Michael just goes, love you too, as a friend. <laughs> he goes in for the hug and he says, I worry about you. Yeah, how you been? Yeah. I worry about you. Right? So, yeah. It's just so terrible bad. in this one. But, you know, he's so, so happy this entire episode yeah. and he's so overjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he can't really, like his mood has never changed. Well, the baby was conceived here, Jim. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. No nope. nope. burning man, porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. TMI. That. How was it? Don't, Tell me later. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Tell me later. The, and then after, uh, he says, uh, he talks about being Cupid and he's going to shoot you with the love gun. Mm-hmm. And then the way he walks around, pow, pow, <laughs> and then he goes over to Phyllis and like does the thing where he moves his yeah. hands around. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. that's. Yeah. I thought that was a callback to the original Office, BBC Office, when uh, Gareth is talking about getting killed by a Japanese sniper, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. "You never see it coming." I'm like, <laughs> and he does the <laughs> bullet through the head exploding, and it's kind of exactly what Michael does to Phyllis. And Definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, what what does this episode do overall? I mean, I, I think certainly it raises the stakes for Jim and Pam's relationship. Now they are yes. family. It's a big... And we watch them struggle a lot. It's a big chapter page turn in the show. for And it, like I said at the top of the show, not just for Jim and Pam, I think, but for Aaron and Andy, for Dwight and Angela, um, for, for a lot of those, the kind of romances that at least through the last three seasons of the show... Uh, a lot is pulled out of those three relationships, mm. especially Dwight and Angela and, and Aaron and Andy. So it, it sort of tees up all of that. And um, like you said, Edwin, it, it's when Jim and Pam become a family. And that dynamic is so present in the show for the rest of, of the series. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, I, I was struck by how much uh, happens in terms of Dwight and Angela and Aaron and Andy in this episode, kind of in the background when we're thinking about Jim and Pam and their family. Um, it is a certainly like a different dynamic for Jim and Pam and they, them dealing with their baby services in different ways throughout the rest of the show. I feel like it happens a little bit more when Pam is pregnant again in season eight and they spend a little bit more time with her being pregnant in the office. I feel mm-hmm. like in some of the episodes in season six, it does, you forget that Pam is pregnant. Definitely. Yeah, like think about when he's dating Helene, like they don't really talk about it, you mm-hmm. know? That's true. Um, which happens after the wedding. We know that Pam is pregnant all of this season because of what happens in the company picnic. Episode That's right. At the end That's of season right. five. So, uh, 
they they definitely make it something that we kind of have to remember with Jim and Pam for the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, especially later on when Jim goes to Philly and all that stuff happens and Pam has the kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, the saber thing happens yeah. right before this. And that whole thing goes through and, and it's you know, it's not really not noticing on. that, that mm-hmm. Pam is pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I just delivered a baby. <laughs> he didn't give me a guarantee. <laughs> Did uh, did you have uh, favorite moments in this episode? Uh, least favorite moments? Least favorite yeah. people in this let's, episode? Let's hand out the dundies for this episode. Uh, so we'll go around. We got a few things here that we'll, we'll do for the episode. I Let's see. Where did my notes go? Just text. Oh, there it is. Um, best scene of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I for me, I said when Jim gets frazzled and everyone gangs up on him. I just love it. It's yeah. so funny the way Michael is or the way Jim. Um, it's it's that they're just like such a juvenile comment from Kevin of like so, something about sticking up the butt. I don't remember. Oh, it's uh, you know stick eat, spicy food. Yeah, stick up her yeah, butt. and nope, Shove nope, nope. And the way yeah, Jim is just like he's so yeah. and Jim's in I, the, Jim's I'm right. I'm not crazy. She's crazy. Yeah, Jim's I'm not right crazy. here. She's crazy. <laughs> By the way, I hate that you're all helping her with this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just, yeah. you so rarely see that kind of lashing out. And yeah. then everyone's been like, geez, my car's frazzled. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite scene. Yeah. You know, Jim does that, uh, that by the way thing another time in uh, in Michael's last Dundies when he accepts the award for like best dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, Cece, oh, if you're yeah. watching this, this is way past your bedtime. By the way, how this get televised. <laughs> There's something like that about that. By the way, hate that you're all helping her with this. Yeah. There's something yeah. about Jim when he's emotional. Yeah. That same scene. Yeah. He also, away, he also goes with her mic and he goes, I don't know. Maybe it's just about following your own compass. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably pick that scene we were talking about where, um, where uh, you know, they're consoling Pam right before they take yeah, her off to was, the hospital. That was the next one. Yep. And it's just so it's so all the hands on her. It's so sweet belly. and s- stupid at the same time. It's very funny. Yeah. My, I forgot about so uh, two from this episode for me when Jim comes out and all the people from the office are there mm-hmm. and. Uh, she is, and then Michael starts jumping in with his own. He's guessing the weight: eleven pounds. No, yeah. Michael's seven pounds. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then it comes to Phyllis eating the cake. Oh yeah, the I'd ice forgotten cream cake. about Phyllis oh. and the ice cream cake. Oh yeah, what are you doing? Are God, you go, 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 go! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, and the move is to oh bring God. the ice cream cake into the yeah. into the hospital. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, and then Michael with the love gun. That's the other one that I really, yeah. really love. Yeah. Uh, who came off the worst in this episode, or least favorite moments? Uh, Michael to Kevin. That was my least favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Being wor- mean to Kevin. The mm-hmm. worst is Michael. That the managing to really hurt two people's feelings in one go by Aaron mm-hmm. and Kevin. Uh, terrible stuff. Also, Dwight not great. He again, yeah. like I said, yeah. breaks two laws. Also yeah. com- destroys Jim and Pam's kitchen. It was funny though. Mm-hmm. It was funny, but in the real world, man, he's in trouble. Yeah, he caused some some damage. I'm gonna give uh, you know least favorite uh, or worst. Uh, person or entity to the hospital that Jim and Pam give birth at. <laughs> Everyone who works there sucks. And, <laughs> and they only just, see one. Per- oh, well, yeah. okay. You, you got the three. nurse. You got the nurse who's kind of rude to them from the very beginning. She's like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, good. You read the baby. You know book. everything. Yeah, you know everything. Yeah. these. Um, you got the guy at the wheelchair at the end who's like trying to, he's like. Yeah, trying to kind of kick her help? out of the wheelchair. Do you need help up? Or? Yeah. And they're trying to kick them out of the room early. Also, Clark, the male lactation consultant, he's a bit of a creep. Like, is he? What? He turns to the camera and goes, "Got milk." I don't you know. know. That, that act, is that, that, does that come joke. across as joke? It's fine. I don't uh, think it's that creepy. Bother me. So it's much. only creepy. You know that that is yeah. played by Jenna Fisher's real husband. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Lee, Cl- Lee Clark. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, that's very funny. Um, I, I thought I kind of thought that you weren't really. I I got the impression that you you're not really supposed to like him. I wonder if you, uh, it's just played for a laugh. Yeah, where yeah. Jim is so jealous, and we don't really yeah, get funny. to see Jim be actively yeah. jealous in the moment anymore. Very yeah. much of the same. Just like nope, 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 I, nope. I don't don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they the don't let Michael smoke the cigar in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That yeah, sir, you can't smoke that in here. Put that out. <laughs> you can't smoke it. Yeah. Who's the person who tells Michael he can't park there? Is it the same guy with the wheelchair? Uh, wow. I want to. I don't say. Think, I don't think it is. I'm no. not sure. No, that's not the same guy. I don't know. An EMT would not be. That's true. In a nurse yeah. with a wheelchair in there, That's but true. who knows? Who no. is the best character of this episode? We did least favorite, or, or or who comes off the worst? Who comes off the best? I think Jim. Jim, yeah. That's like I could. Agree. I think he's. I mean, I mean, obviously, I think maybe the real answer is Pam because she delivers a baby. I was gonna say Pam, yeah. Um, 
But it's I, I think outside of that, next is Jim, just because he does. He, he really truly has Pam's best interests at heart this entire time. And he's really trying to keep her away from all the crap in the office. And he's like, we said five to seven minutes and Jim's compromising throughout this yeah. entire episode of being like, fine, I'll wait. Yeah. Freaks out at Michael when he gets down to two yeah. and then talks Pam off the ledge a little right. bit when she's freaking out and mm-hmm. doesn't want to go to the hospital and manages to be like, you're going to be a great mom. You're going to mm-hmm. be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, his big mess up, of course, grabbing the wrong baby, but he yeah. quickly fixes that issue. Um, and I think he's, I think he, considering the circumstance he's in, again, this is all outside of Pam, who probably is the best of this episode. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was going to give a pat on the back to Kevin for for Ultra Feast, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I might have to take it away for the shove it up, shove spicy foods up her butt uh, comment. Yeah. But, uh, but, and then in part two, Aaron for like. Um, she's very nice to Kevin. She's very nice to Kevin throughout that whole thing. And then, uh, and then I'm happy for her and Andy. And she still that's, sends a fax despite being that's a, That's another <laughs> yeah. part that we didn't mention that I do really like. I love when uh, Andy gives her the fax and he's like, you need to fax this right now or you're fired. And she's like, you can't do that. You like, can't talk to me that way. I've had a yeah. long day. Yeah. And he goes, and then, oh, God, no. He's like, just read the facts. And she's like, you read the facts. <laughs> this is a period of time where Aaron gets a lot of these really weird emotional outbursts. Yeah. Like uh, in Secretary's Day when in, you know, in the foster home that my hair was my room. Yeah, yeah. She hits Andy with the cake. Like There are a lot of times when we see like a lot of weirdness from Aaron in yeah. very emotional moments. And this was a pretty funny one. <laughs> she, gets, she gets so many good one-liners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She does so well with them, and that the part of like, let me just send this fax. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, just right. so funny. Yeah. The sincere, she... the the way she says, "Oh boy, right? yeah." Mm-hmm. It reminds me of an uh, when Dwight is trying to pick Daryl or Kelly for the minority training program, mm-hmm. and uh, wouldn't you be would you be excited if I told you there was this kind of program? And Aaron says, "I sure would." <laughs> Dwight says, "I'm not talking to you, pale face." <laughs> She's like, "I know, I'm happy for them." <laughs> I think the character that comes off the best in this episode is Pam and not yeah. just because yeah. obviously she delivers yeah. a baby and that's like a incredible accomplishment, but, and they, you know, start their family. But I think something we've talked about is how Pam's journey, uh, in the show or her overall character arc is often dotted with, uh, struggle or disappointment or failure and, and heartbreak in a lot of ways. Right. Um, mm. we think about how much she struggles, uh, to do certain in, in this era of the show, right. Um, she struggles with art school, right? Mm-hmm. She struggles with being a salesman, right? And, and going into this moment, she is afraid that she's not going to be able to do it, right? She's worried about becoming a mom, which is a very mm-hmm. natural fear. And uh, at the end of the episode, when and they're struggling even after the child is born, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for her to for for breastfeeding, right? But then at the end of the episode, when they have that moment together, while they're waiting for Jim to pull up the car, that feels like a, a win for Pam. And uh, even though Pam's overall journey is very happy overall, mm-hmm. when you look at it like uh, zoomed out, um, that moment felt like a really big win. It yeah. does, and, and that moment is so... There's just a, a second where she's so lonely when the guy kicks her out of the wheelchair mm-hmm. and Jim yeah. is gone to get the car and she's all by herself. Yeah. And she's very vulnerable in that moment. And she's, she just turns and she starts to actually breastfeed yeah. the baby. And latches on, and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Good way to end. Any closing thoughts on this episode? Well, we had the question in here, what's the most relatable part of the episode? Oh. Just wanted to share real quick, because I did answer that. When Andy asks Aaron out via the facts, mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite work the way he hopes, <laughs> I tried this in high school, and I asked a girl to a dance by <laughs> having her Spanish teacher put it as a question in her test and give her that specific test. Uh-huh. Yeah. She was so involved in taking the test that she like went up and asked the teacher, being like, what is this question? Like, Does this mean what I think? Like, what does this mean? Yeah. And it basically just had, I, it ended up being basically the teacher asking her out for me. Like, yeah, right. Did not work the way I wanted it to work. SOS, lo que dice L. That's what he says? Yo soy Ken Cun. That was like, oh, I have a clever way to do this. And it didn't quite work. Oh, that's good. Just like this. That's a good story. Well, conference room, five minutes. Oh, I've got one other thing that I want to talk about really quickly. I just, I love Andy behind the plants. Such yeah, a funny great. thing. So Why was funny. I hiding behind that plant? You know, and he talks about in college and being mm-hmm. in that class. This guy's going to fail this class, right? And then he hits his head on the desk. <laughs> Michael just says, yes, Andy. Yes, right? Andy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the deleted scenes, one thing that uh, it's worth checking out. This is on YouTube, these deleted scenes. Um, there's a storyline that they completely cut, which is Creed, <laughs> who's noticeably absent in this episode. And he Except talks. for raising his hand. Who's single? <laughs> right, yeah. Well, yeah. he says, Pam is about to give birth to a child. You know what that means. He's like, when new life begins... Something has to leave. And he's like, it's about time for me to get my affairs in order. 
So there's this whole thing where he, and then he gives Angela, he goes up to Angela, he says, I wanted you to have this. She says, this is mine. <laughs> he says, I wanted you to have it. She says, I can have you arrested. And he says, you can't arrest a ghost. <laughs> and then later, when Pam, comes, Charles Schneider. when Pam comes in with the baby, he has a talking head where he's like, Pam gave birth to her baby and I'm still here. He's like, well, if death can't stop me from dating, neither can my mom. <laughs> Oh gosh. What a creep. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's go. All right, let's conference room. Right now, right now, conference room. Topic, hopefully. Let's go. All right, I have conference room this week, or at least to kick us off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to start with an email from Stacy. Uh, she writes, hey, guys, I know that Andy Bernard reveals later on that he was originally named Walter Jr. until he was six. At that mm-hmm. time, the name was given to his younger brother because it was a better fit. We learned that in yeah. this episode. Right. Very yeah. fitting. Yep. 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 Uh, the name Andy has always been a curiosity for me because of its association with Cornell. Uh, you ever heard of it? Bye, <laughs> uh, A school Andy makes reference to ad nauseum. Yeah. Uh, Cornell's co-founder and university president for almost 20 years was Andrew Dixon White. And uh, it was tradition for any enrolled student that bearing the surname White to be given the nickname Andy in his honor. Huh. huh. Uh, so Andrew Dixon White. Uh, case in point, the author of Charlotte's Web... Elwin Brooks White was, from his days at Cornell until uh, his death, known by his family and friends as Andy. Whoa. Uh, Do you think that the naming of this character was just a crazy coincidence, huh. or is it possible that the writers of The Office were offering a little nod to a unique college tradition, as well as giving a little depth and backstory to the name of this character? Just wondering. Uh, Love the podcast. Do, good work. Do we thank you, Stacy. Yeah, thank you, Stacy. That's really interesting. Huh. Do we know if, uh, if there's any notable Ivy Leaguers on the writing staff? I don't know. Who Greg, knows? Greg Daniels. Uh, I I wonder. I don't. Who knows? I have no idea if it was. Uh, That's uh, that is very interesting. I, I mean, Greg Daniels went to Harvard, didn't he? But we do so, know that. Yeah, yeah. We do is. know that his parents donated money to Cornell, and they have a wing of the school mm-hmm. in their name. So it would be very the daily likely, op-ed column. Bernard's uh-huh. regards. It would be very likely that his parents would know about this tradition, mm-hmm. and when they needed to suddenly rename their firstborn son, yeah, they would choose Andy. Uh, that totally makes sense to me. Um, yeah, but that's a nice little Easter egg. That it's, is a really nice Easter egg, and and even if uh, the writers didn't know that, um, that's still really it's fun interesting to believe that they fact. did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks, yeah. Stacy. Yeah, it Thank feels you. very. It feels like a very East Coast thing, and Andy feels like a very East Coast guy, especially when he Definitely. comes in. Uh, feels like I would yeah, say yeah. absolutely, and uh, especially when in the Stanford uh, sort of days when he kind of joins the cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it would not surprise me if this was intentional, but if not, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like uh, Toby wondering yeah. if um, <laughs> sending Ryan to the annex was punishment for him. Right. <laughs> but if it was, uh, genius. Genius. <laughs> wow. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Let's check a. Uh, we got a quick voicemail here Sweet. Uh, responding to last week's show about Phyllis. Hey guys, it's Saya, originally from San Antonio, Texas, but uh, right now I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I just finished listening to the Phyllis episode, um, and I wanted to talk about the, uh, the trivia question where Kevin talked about playing that music uh, to get people out of exile. Oh, yeah. So I'm a retired Marine. And Operation Just Cause, which was uh, uh, ran by President George Bush Sr., actually had General Manuel Noriega, uh, the recipient of those the rock music, including uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, Van Halen, all kinds of stuff like that, to get him to come out of stuff. It's Operation Just Cause, because that was the, uh, the big thing to get Noriega to withdraw uh, from where he was holed up in Panama. So, uh, Thanks for all, all you do. I enjoyed the podcast. Have a great day. Oh, that's so that's so great. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know that. I, I, um, I thank at, you so much. This is another great part about the show is you just yeah. learn these little tidbits. Right. And I, I don't know. I, I looked a little more into this. Uh, yeah. So this was, you know, Noriega was holed up at the Vatican Embassy in Panama. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that and then looked further into this. So I think there was a specific mission under Operation Just Calls called... Call, Operation Just Cause, within that was called Operation Nifty Package, hmm. which is a very Dwight name to me. I don't know why it's Nifty very- Gifties. <laughs> they are Nifty. They're Nifty Gifties. <laughs> but that was specifically the operation to capture uh, Manuel Noriega. There's um, another joke here where that um, you know they play Guns N' Roses and Van Halen because Noriega hates that music. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Noriega ca- uh, famously loved like opera and classical music. Apparently. But but and of course we just looked this up. But <laughs> but uh, but uh, Kevin recounts it as do that thing where you play really good music to get them to come out. Um, so that Kevin a, would probably love Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. That's a deep joke Damn. there. Yeah. Deep joke. I think about when he plays. Uh, what does he play? Crazy Train, right? Mm-hmm. When he's kicking <laughs> off the seminar. Yeah. Yeah. But this yeah. kind of relates to the other question because it's like if the writing staff is capable of these very deep, nuanced jokes, like why wouldn't they name Andy? I think so. Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, thank you so much for your voicemail. That's really yeah, nice. Thanks, it's man. great to that's get that context. Awesome. And yeah, thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah. Hua. Uh, it's time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. <laughs> okay, I got trivia this week, which. It's, this is a sort of yep. the frame by yep. frame super Edwin. trivia, which is when we're doing trivia about an episode we all just watch. Okay. Um, okay. So a few of these already got answered, but yep. I'll just go through them anyway. And you can answer them again. Uh, it's a couple easy ones here to to warm you up. Um, <laughs> Dwight is hereafter known as what in their parenting contract? Morpheus. Yes. Oh yeah. Thank yes. you. Uh, the names for the baby are limited to Jedediah. Uh, that's what Angela wants, oh. but there's actually three names that Dwight gives. Ebenezer. Yes. Worf. Yes. And uh, Jedediah. No, that's uh, Angela again. Uh, Honus. Honus. Oh, my Very gosh. Good. I wouldn't have gotten any of those. Very Honus. good, which is <laughs> great old names. Mm-hmm. Quick fact of, of Honus, most people associate it with... Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner, the yeah. uh, old baseball star. Flying but, Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman, but it's actually... It's Honus is actually how you pronounce mm-hmm. that name. Just a heads up. Uh, all right. Honus. <laughs> uh <laughs> I remember that from a young adult novel I read as a boy. <laughs> According to Dwight, how do you make sure it's a boy? It is a process of keeping the womb extremely warm for two days after sex. <laughs> oh, extremely yeah. cold for five months after. Yes, that's very good. Very good. Uh, Kevin makes a Hollywood-themed ultra feast. Oh, yeah. What are the three dishes? Um, ratatouille from Ratatouille. Correct. Mm-hmm. Tandoori chicken from it's like from... Bedrooms to bro- boardrooms to brothels or something like that. Born oh. into brothels. Born, Born into, into brothels. brothels. Oh my Boardrooms to brothels. <laughs> yeah, that's a documentary. That'd be a very different movie. Yeah, <laughs> that is a doc. <laughs> to go from Ratatouille to Born into Brothels mm-hmm. is like. I mean, it's a documentary about you know w- women in thir- in a third world country. Yeah, but being- Kevin would just see oh brothels <laughs> and he would probably hit play. Well, I'm pretty sure know? it's in. It must be India. Lays Jolie's <laughs> choses. Yeah, like Kevin's all over the film. Uh, and then the cake, he was going to make a cake shaped like that prawn thing from District 9. And then Edward's cornflake chicken. Yeah, that's, that's, right. Twilight that's, right. that's right. We never, he says, like, I wanted to make the cake shaped like a prawn from District 9. Mm-hmm. But we, we never actually hear what happened. I would love to have known what, right. what happened with that cake. He Probably happened it on like the, the chili. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the trick is to undercook the uh, cake batter. <laughs> <laughs> on their uh, on their way out of the office, rushing to the car, mm-hmm. Michael shouts out orders to three people when they leave mm-hmm. for the for the uh, hospital. Oh, what are those three orders he shouts out? Aaron, bottle of water. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Oh. He, Aaron uh, is involved. My uh, go bag. No. Aaron is to call an ambulance. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got the bottle of water, but who does he tell? Kevin? Uh, no, it's Meredith. Meredith, Meredith okay. to get a bottle of water, Aaron to call an ambulance, and who to man the phones? Oh, Stanley. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I noticed this. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't catch um, that. I do love it. Yeah, Aaron pulls out his go bag, and it's empty, right? You are telling <laughs> me now? Yeah. <laughs> um, Pam only knows that what album is on Jim's iPod? Uh, eight Mile. Yes, yeah. the Eight, eight Mile, mile soundtrack. soundtrack. I do not want her first music to be the Eight Mile soundtrack. I'm curious what the actual baby, the birth song was that they yeah. were talking about. Yeah, we never about. know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, 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 oh, what are uh, what are CeCe's specific dimensions? You got the seven pounds oh. when he announces. Seven 11, pounds. 11 ounces? Two ounces. Yes, two ounces. Seven pounds, two ounces. How long? Is it? Like 11 inches long? 18 inches. 18. Is close. Mm-hmm. 11 That's is pretty short. Super. <laughs> <laughs> Over the course of the show, I've, I've learned what are boring trivia questions, and that's one of them. Yeah. But I had to ask because yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. Because Edwin probably would have gotten Yeah. Well, when you rewatch these episodes a couple times to yeah. prep, like. Right, right. Yeah. The boring trivia questions are like, what's the file name or the just mm-hmm. the kind of data questions? They're yeah. usually mm-hmm. not that interesting. Um, Jim and Pam share their room with what couple? Oh, Dale and Kathy. Dale and Kathy. Got that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already got this, Sean. The lactation's, lactation consultant's name is? Clark. Very good. 
Um, you also already got this one, Edwin. Dwight says, in regards to the contract revisions that Angela sent over, nothing left to do but what? Dot the T's, the I's, and the umlauts. The I's, the J's, I's and, the I's. and the umlauts. <laughs> um, I just said letters that don't have umlauts. <laughs> yeah, remember to dot your T's, everyone. Yep. Um, <laughs> what what hospital did Jim and Pam go to? Oh, oh man. What's don't the know. name of the hospital? Don't know. I don't know. Moses Taylor. Hospital okay. in Scranton. It's a real. Wow. It's a real hospital in Scranton, oh, and you only know that because of the lanyards that the nurse and Clark wow. are Got wearing. It. Say Moses right. Taylor. Very good. Very small detail that detail that they really good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last question. Yep. Fill in the blank. You let me in your bed, but now I sleep alone, trapped with a forgotten in my detritus home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's of course what Ryan reads in the distraction. Oh my god. Or contraction. Yeah, yeah. Contraction distraction. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, that's very good. Really good, good trivia. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you all for listening. Please, if you ever have uh, any questions or comments for us, give us a call. Our number is 503-694-9314. You can call us and leave us a message. Uh, you can also write to us on email, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com, or on Instagram or, or Facebook, Michael Scott Podcast Company, or on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. Uh, and you can also check out our website, website michaelscottpod.com where mm-hmm. you can find all those ways to get a hold of us special mm-hmm. thanks to ryan lloyd who runs our social media and designs all our artwork and this episode was recorded in the og studio at the ward brother residence in portland oregon that's right thanks so much for uh, for listening please remember to rate and review the show it helps us helps people find the show uh and as always thank you for everything that you guys are yes. saying all the engagement sure. is amazing oh, we yeah. love you all thank, thank you guys appreciate. the ratings and reviews keep them coming we really like seeing it's, them and it really helps people find our show we, the more that we get the more we see people actually it always about. makes our week yep. going yeah. through those Good so stuff. thank you guys so much you guys are the best and join us next week Dippity poppy give me the salad yes, yes sir his palms are sweaty knees weak arms are heavy there's vomit on his sweater already mom's spaghetti he's nervous but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down the whole crowd goes so loud he opens his mouth but the words won't come out he's choking how everybody's choking now the clocks run out time's up over plow snap back to reality oh there goes gravity oh there goes gravity choke he's so mad but he won't give up seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.